0: and things and there was a church that had uh you know uh march the 14th is time change right they had fall back time change so i grabbed it we put it in the i told nancy put this in the bulletin i put it up there and wednesday they're like pastor we don't fall back we spring forward i'm like that's in the bulletin jesus (laughs) so i told nancy i said i had to come that's why the bulletins don't look quite as crisp as normally because i photocopied the outside and reprinted this on the inside (laughs) But I did say, hey, you know, the good part about it is y'all are going to laugh and you'll probably remember. <laughs> so, I'm glad I could help. Uh, but we do lose an hour of sleep next week. Uh, so this is the one, if I'm not mistaken, right, that if you don't set your clock, you show up to church an hour late. Yeah, yeah, this is the fun one. The other one there an hour early, but this one here, everybody walks in like my alarm didn't go off, or you know. But, uh, yeah, so we do have time change coming up on the 14th, okay. So, so y'all go to bed early because remember, you're going to lose an hour of sleep, amen, uh, and then on the 21st, uh, we are going to have our annual business meeting following the service, uh, so be praying about that, because we do have some some deacons we're going to uh, elect there as well, and uh, we're going to be able to celebrate on, on what God's been doing, amen, it's been an amazing year, and uh, I just, you know, I'm, I'm going to share some things with you after service, uh, but yeah, it's been an amazing year, God has been doing amazing things, and uh, I just can't wait till we can celebrate about it. Amen. So uh so listen, so we're going to look at our weekly Bible verse here. It's uh Psalm 91 verse 2. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Amen. And and what I love about that verse is is he's my refuge, he's my fortress, he's my place to hide. When the world goes crazy, he's my place to hide. Amen. So put on some good worship music and just hide in the presence. Amen. So we've got that going on. We're we're actually looking at scheduling some uh some little Conferences and things coming up. Amen. So we've got some of that stuff coming up as well We're, we're trying to get all that on the books now that we're in phase three. Hallelujah, jesus uh, So whatever that really means, I don't know anymore, but um, i'm just glad we're there, you know, so And uh, hey listen, so we've got our bus out there And, and if you if you would say, you know, pastor, I want to get my license so I can help y'all drive it You know, and if you're a member of the church, I want you to come see me Uh, and I, I gotta brag on Sister Minnie, who she's going to fuss at me real quick, but that's okay. She was over there. Uh, we were doing our CDL training the other day, and she's writing notes, and she's having to learn all this pre-trip, and this guy is super detailed. I've done this before. That guy was not detailed. This guy is Pittman arm, connects to the linkage arm, the linkage arm, connect, he's every detail, and she's getting it. And then we put her in that big old bus out there. She ain't never drove anything. She didn't hit a cone. I was like, praise God. She did not hit a cone. She was nailing it, you know. Now, was it overwhelming? she said it was but you know what she was a trooper man she jumped in there and, it's, and even the instructor told her i've got guys been doing this for two weeks who was hitting cones and can't figure it out you know so so listen so if you're willing to get on the you know the insurance with us oh, and, and your license and all that if you have it needs a passenger endorsement with a cdl just let me know so we have multiple drivers because you know what we're going to want to go do stuff amen we want to go do stuff and uh we can put 25 people in there and we got seat belts hallelujah So we can do that. But um, yeah, I just want to brag on her a little bit, too. And Sister Barbara walked in. So I want to say thank you for telling me the time change was wrong so I could reprint the bulletin. So but uh, anyway, so all right. Got all that out of the way. And uh, hey, let's get ready to do our offering. Amen. Was it Linda? Oh, I thought it was Sister Barbara. Okay, well, thank you, Linda. Also, Sister Barbara and Tammy as well. I just knew it was one of the ladies right in there. And uh, they look out for me, man. They really do. So thank you, Linda, for, for helping me out on that. Amen. And I uh, love you. Thank you very much. For that. And uh, so I'm actually wearing one of my birthday shirts today, so that's why I got my jacket on so y'all can see it after church. But, um, hey, listen, we're going to get ready to do our offering. Amen? We got our young men out there ready to receive our offering, and we're going to bless the Lord this morning with our giving. Amen? So, listen, the Bible teaches us that we bring our first fruits to the Lord, and then on top of that, we, we bring an offering. And you know what? It's, it's all about our heart. It's all about our heart, guys. It's about the heart with which we come to the Lord, right? We, we bring an offering to him, and we say, Lord, I want to just bless you today. So what I want you to do is when we write out this offering and all, I want you to ask him, Lord, what would you have me to give today? Stretch me out, Father. Stretch me out so I can, I can bless you, amen? And so we're going to pray, and then I want you to, uh, to write that. And you can do that to newlifeag.church. Uh, and if you're online, you can, you can do that there as well. So we, we've, uh, we've got plenty of ways for us to do it. or We have checks, New Life church. So we're going to pray and we're going to let you give. Amen. So Father, we thank you that we get to be in your presence this morning and we thank you that we get to bless you, Father. Father, I want to bless you. I want to make you smile down upon me. So Lord, today I ask that you would receive these gifts, Lord, as I, I bring my tithes, But Lord, I also bring an offering to, to bless you. And Lord, receive these gifts today and multiply them here in my life and in the lives of the givers. Multiply them here in the church. But Lord, let us use that money around the world to reach the lost and hurting, Father, that we may bring the gospel to them, the good news of Jesus Christ. Let us continue to do your work, and we thank you for all that you've done for us and all that you're doing, and we ask this all in Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, say amen this morning. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for giving. They're going to go ahead and come around and, and do that real quick. I was going to go ahead and try to mess with the heaters just a second while they're they doing that. Hallelujah. Come on now. Hallelujah. There they go. Hey, Tootie, could you go check these two ACs back here and make sure they're, they're not heating anymore? Because it's going to continue to get hot. They, I can't get to them online. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. Anybody have a testimony of how good God's been? Anybody? He woke you up this morning. Amen. Amen. He woke you up this morning, and uh, you know what? That's a good thing. Amen. He woke you up this morning, and uh, yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Yep. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Anybody else? Okay. Nobody. Yep. <laughs> well, Pastor, step back there for a minute. So, well, we had a good time at our our little <laughs> ministry thing. I want to thank God that He showed up there because I mean, yeah. even God can show up in a Baptist church. Amen. Yeah. We had a good time, and it was a good turnout, and we ate some really good food afterwards, so that's one thing them country people can do. They can cook. Amen. We look forward to the springtime. Anybody looking forward to springtime? Anybody tired of the rain? <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> so tired of the rain.
0: I was taking care of some business. Oh, the sermon is going to be a little differently today. And I was talking to somebody who's going to hopefully help me out with it. So, hallelujah. Y'all ready to stand up and worship this morning? Amen. <sighs> Come on. Jesus. So, listen, if you're new here and you haven't been coming very long, either one of those. My name is Richard. I'm the pastor. and My lovely wife is hanging out over here somewhere. And Wendy. She's hiding. Ah, there she is. She's up top. Hallelujah. There she she moves every week. I never know where she is. But listen, we we like to worship here, and we have flags up here in the front. And if you want to grab a flag, look—he's already got one. If you want to grab a flag and worship, feel free to worship with it. Just don't hit anybody in the head. Praise God. Uh, but when you're done with it, leave it on your chair because we do disinfect everything between services. We we have a hospital grade cleaner that we use, and we do disinfect the flags. So feel free to worship. Come up to the altar if you want to come to the altar. Listen, we've got to get beyond fear and, and move into what God is doing. Amen? So let's, let's worship this morning.
2: The dry bones better This is the praise. Make the dead man walk again.
3: Open the grave. I'm coming out. I'm gonna live. Gonna live again. This is the sound of a dry bones better
2: Praise like
3: a a dead dead man walk again open the grave I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again
0: In that part of the song where it says where it is right there he says, uh, uh, just ask the, no no, just ask the man who was thrown on the bones of Elisha. you ever paid attention to that part of it? Yeah, he was going to get a double portion of Elijah. but he was short, one miracle when he died. one miracle. but he asked for a double portion. So even his bones still carried the prophetic word on it. And he was dead in the ground, and somebody got thrown on of it, just got to reap the benefits of it. Amen? So, come on. Y'all ready? Sounds like y'all are this morning. Again, hey, listen. If you uncomfortable with being crowded, there's room up in the balcony that you seat about 100 up there. But listen, we here to worship. Come on. Y'all ready?
3: In the middle of the storm
0: You this morning. Some of us walked in this morning and we needed a do over. We needed a do over this morning. Is better than you. One more time.
2: Lord, there's
3: nothing better than you, Lord, there's
2: nothing better than you, Lord, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you.
3: For you, dear for Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever sing, Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. Dear for you. Yeah, for you.
0: Come on, give him praise this morning. Come on, turn and tell somebody that God is good. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Hallelujah. Come on, you go ahead and try to be seated. Our children are going to go to the back. Hallelujah. They're going to work on setting up some stuff for me this morning. They're gonna work on setting some things for me real quick. Thank you, worship team. Whew. Hey, listen, I don't read the newspaper, uh, but I do see it in the in the store when I'm in there, and uh, I see we're making some changes in our uh, school board. So we need to be praying uh, for our superintendent. That's on his way uh, retiring. But the assistant superintendent, Sister Thelma, is, we need to be praying for her as well as she steps into that interim position. And if God's going to open a door for her, or I'm, I'm not talking to her about it or any of that stuff at this point. But, you know, we want to be praying for her. So, Sister Thelma, we, we need to, we're going to keep praying for you and the school board during this transition because we know we need the right person for the job. Amen. And so I'm not going to put any opinions in any of that. I'm, I'm not getting political. So, but uh, I just wanted to, to say I did notice that. And I like the quote they had. You, they, I like the quote they had, which put her in a really good light, by the way. She she was standing right there behind the superintendent in the photograph and says, behind every great wo- a man is a great woman. And I was like, oh, Jesus. I was like, come on, man. But in in, in where we are today, the crazy part was is at the very end of the article, they, they removed their mask briefly for the photo. <laughs> I'm like, God, oh, do we have to go there? So... But anyways, so listen, I, I want to do something a little different this morning. Uh, I've got some chairs up here, but uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and put that scripture up there. I want to talk to you about a God of second chances. Uh, and, and you know, I have a, yeah, you can put it back. I, I have a sermon prepared for that and. We were on our way back last night from, from eating some, uh, some sushi, and I love sushi. So we were eating sushi for my birthday and visiting with some, you know, some, some family friends basically here from the church. Uh, and it was like, so I asked my wife and my son, I said, you know, when, when you think of God of second chances, give me a Bible scripture that references that to you. And so we sat there on that drive back, and I was listening to them as they talked and, and I was like, just listening to them just talk freely. There was, there was no script in anything. And I was like, so interesting how they thought the stories for this, right, compared to even how I thought. And then sometimes it was the same story but two different ways. And I was like, this is awesome. I was like, you know, I, I have like I have if you put the scripture up there in, in the book of Jonah. Uh, you know, Jonah 1, I think it's 1 through 3. And it's, you know, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amati. I I can never pronounce those things. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. See, God was giving them a second chance, right? But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarsus. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed from Tarsus to flee from the Lord. Now, Now, look at this right here. God is trying to give Nineveh a second chance. And the guy he wants to send over there to give a second chance is fixing to need his second chance. (laughs) Does that sound like you and me sometimes? Jesus. And so, you know, I was just looking at that. And then it cost him money, (laughs) which was hilarious because he had to pay his fare. You know, so what I want to do is, is is you going to help me? Where's he at? Where's the other guy at then? All right. All right. They in the back. Come on. Y'all come on back here. Come on. Get up! Well, I didn't give one of them a choice, but I asked the other one. I had somebody else in mind I wanted to really help me out Thank you. Yeah, I know he'll hit me later, but he has to love me to go to heaven. So, uh, where's Rylan at? Yeah, Rylan. There's Becca. Yeah, grab Megan's. So what we're going to do is is now I did I did ask Jonathan about it we're just going to have a conversation this morning about God of second chances. That's the only verse you'll see on the screen because they're going to reference what they see. Because you know what? As I was thinking about this, every one of us in here is going to view this differently. And and I don't know about you, but I need second chances and thirds and fourths and fifths and tenths and fifteenths sometimes, and and I'm really hoping I never hit the 70 times 70. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things. So, huh? He was, he was sleeping? Oh, no, he wasn't. So, Mike, I got Megan and Becca's Mike. He's got Becca. So, uh, yeah. Hello. No, oh, they're turning you on. Just relax. So, so what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to ask them questions. And I'm just going to let them talk, right? Because I want them to be able to talk. And, and we're going to sit here and have a conversation. And my goal today is, is what I, I believe is going to happen is, is you're going to realize that, that some of the scriptures you've been applying, maybe they work better another way. Amen. You're on now. Hello. Oh, yeah, I am on. Yeah. So you're on. Okay. So, so my first question I have for, for both of them, how many times will God forgive you? Rowan?
4: I ain't no Bible scholar, but I can say as long as you really truly mean that you, you're repenting, then I could say he could forgive you as many times as you truly mean your repentance. But I know if you have ill feelings in your heart, and you don't have the true repentance, then you're not going to be forgiven because you don't really
1: want to be repented.
4: Okay,
1: John. Uh, I read somewhere that uh, said that God was the God of infinite second chances, mm. and uh, I think you really get that second chance if you see progress. You know, if you're progressing through something. Um, I think if you keep struggling with the same thing and not making a headway, you might not get a second chance. You know,
0: yeah, make sure you are talking. he'll, okay. Mike is going to take care of it for you. Now, now, here's what's interesting. Now, you know, I was trying to find people that had not already had this conversation, but we had an interesting conversation on on the repentance, remember? You know, talking about, about people that, that do things, but knowing their heart, they're just going to do it and ask for forgiveness later. Is that is there really a repentance there? You know, well, I'm not judging that. I'm, I'm, I'm not, because it says, what you judge, you judge, you know. But, but my opinion is, is, no, like you said, but
3: how many of us do things like that?
0: It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> but we do things like that. And, and sitting here talking to Rylan and, and Wendy about that, it was very interesting. But, you know, we, we, we live our lives that way a lot of times. He is the God of second chances, so it doesn't matter what I do. You know, I can live my life any way I want. He's just going to forgive me. But God forbid that we crucify him again, you know. And, you know, it's kind of like children, I, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I taught my children. I, I'd tell them no, and we would do things like that. And, 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 but sometimes I had to help them associate no with things.
4: Like, like don't touch the hot stove?
0: Well, I wasn't going to use that one. I was going to use the board. Uh, don't touch the, you know, don't touch that whack. And then eventually, that hurts when he does that. Don't touch that, right? And God has put, put rules in place to protect us. But, comma, pause, as the boss used to say, thou shalt not lie. What's well, just a little lie, white lie. We justify our lives as if we know we're going to be forgiven. It doesn't matter. Why do we live that way? So I, I, my next question for them is, is give me a Bible story that, in your opinion, is the God of second
1: chances. Go ahead this time. Me first? Okay. Sure. Uh, there's definitely a lot of different ones. And- oh, yeah. Uh, I think the one that, that I see most of a second chance is Job. You know, everything was taken from him, and God gave him a second chance at life. You know, not that it was his fault, but Interesting. As, as everything fell around him, he kept his faith and, and focused on God, and then God gave it back tenfold. You know, he gave him his whole life better than it was. And to me, that was like a second chance at life. That just because it's dark right now, God's still with you. Just like the song, and it was really speaking to him with uh, "Play and do it again," because it's like you know, in the dark time, and you you waiting on walls to fall, and but God's still with you the whole time. And keep focusing on Him, and then He'll bring it back. He'll He'll you know give us what we ask for, or give us what we deserve.
0: Yes. Now, what's interesting about this? The story he chose It wasn't that Job had fell into sin See and this is what I find interesting about it Because you know I wouldn't have looked at Job as God of second chances Job Even though I know Job did get a second chance But it was because of his life That he was living before the Lord Which that's a whole other thing Like God why'd you offer him up That throw him under the bus thing You know to me Like did you have to mention Job God You know Satan was just fine Without knowing about Job type of a situation but but see and this is where i find it interesting he sees that as the god of second chances in joe because he can probably relate certain things in his life that i don't and maybe it helps relate to some of you today right Rowland, what, what's your bible story
4: samson all the way samson he did everything he was not supposed to do knowing what would happen and god still gave him that one last chance when he was chained between the columns said god give me my strength so he could slay his enemies and then he pushed the columns down, and it fell. It, wow. He died in the process, but he was given a second chance to
0: try and redeem himself. See, Amen. he lived a, a, a terrible life constantly, even though he was blessed by God, right, with the strength, and and he constantly played with it. And and I look at that story right there; is that's a lot of us. Oh, that's a lot of us. That is religious works. That's not faith. That's religious works. Because it, it says that I can do what I want to do today and just ask forgiveness tomorrow, and God is faithful to give, forgive me. That's religious works, right? We, we were having a conversation this morning. He was telling me about some things because I asked him last night. You know, Jonathan's called to, At to, to preach. You know, so I, I need to put him up here once in a while because y'all need to hear because he really does have amazing things to share. We, we have conversations all the time, and, and I know God has called him into that and, and to listen to his aspect on things is just amazing. I love it. So that's why I force him up here. He doesn't have a choice, you know. Yeah, he always has a choice, but he knows I, I'm doing it for his best. <clears throat> yeah, that's what we tell the kids, too. <sighs> Side note, you know, I never did tell my kids, this is going to hurt me more than you. That's true. Never. Y'all never had dad that did that? Son, this is going to hurt me more than you. Whack. No, never, never did that.
4: It always hurt more.
0: But uh, I just, I love the fact that, that, that we're looking at, you know, Samson is, is the guy that went through religious works, but then we have Job who was righteous in God's eyes, and he still needed a second chance. Amen. Amen. You know, one of my favorite stories of, of God of second chances it's me and you. Me and you. I, I look at the whole, the whole book as a, as a whole. When I look at the Bible as a whole, And before you were created and you were created and you were created, God said they're going to need a second chance. (laughs) Or multiple. Or multiple. And so he sent Adam and Eve. He he created Adam and Eve. You know, boom, here they are. And they were going to need a second chance. But he didn't give it to them. He brought it way down the line. But yet they still have their second chance. It's never too late for a second chance until you've breathed your last breath. You see. You see. So here's the other question. Tell me a story in the Bible where you see somebody getting a second chance that they maybe didn't deserve. Ooh, that's a hard one. I didn't prep on with these questions.
1: No, you did not.
0: It makes it more real. How about I just talk about this one Why they think? Do, do you think Judas deserved a second chance? The one that betrayed Jesus? Did he deserve a second chance? Did he ask for a second chance? He never did. Would he have gotten a second chance? I think so. I think he would have. All right, maybe that's too tough of a question. My opinion on that answer is Jonah, by the way. Because you look at his attitude all the way along, and if it was me handing out second chances, (laughs) he wouldn't have got it. It's like, I'm trying to save Cookie and Shelly over here. Go, go save them. No. So then he goes and finally does it, and then he sits there and says, I'm going to watch your destruction. Just just destroy him, Lord, destroy him. So finally, you know, he makes the bush, the broom bush and all this, and it's just like, yeah. Jonah would have been my, my thought of him. That dude did not deserve a second chance, but luckily it's not me handing him out, right? He's the God of second chances. All right, let me just move on then. Do you have one?
1: No, you took mine
0: whatever do you have one not one of
4: god but daniel he cut the robe off of uh was it king saul when he was in the cave sleeping david david yeah he cut the robe off he decided not to kill him although he's been trying to kill him the entire time the other way trying to kill david
0: so saul didn't deserve a second chance maybe or was that david that didn't deserve a second chance Saul. yeah because
4: saul kept trying to kill david David
0: got many chances david got many chances
4: that's probably why david gave him a chance Because he had so many in his life.
0: Yeah. So just because we have opportunities for all these chances, should we should we be taking them? No. What what is anything in the Bible that makes you think that? Yeah, I'm putting them on the spot today. I love this. Anything in the Bible that makes you think otherwise? You know. God is the God of second chances. He's the God of second chances. John three sixteen. Is, is is a great scripture that tells us that he will always forgive us right John three sixteen.
1: for God so loved the world yeah yeah I, th- I think just that that you know Jesus was crucified for everyone the, the good the bad and ugly you know was mm-hmm. many evil people that, in this world that he died for them too
0: yeah so any other story in the Bible that you can think of Rylan of God of second chances that just kind of strikes you
4: Peter, Peter. I know we talked about it yesterday, but Peter, okay. he was a disciple. He was with Jesus. He was one of the chosen that went to uh, was it Mount Olive with him to pray before he was crucified, and he denounced him three times. And Jesus even told him, "You will deny me three times before the rooster crows," and he denied him three times. And after the rooster crowed, I remember in the, the story, Peter he heard the rooster and then he he cried and he ran off,
0: yeah,
4: because he was ashamed and but peter was still used so
0: mildly by god because he got a second chance so so do you think it was the second chance that made him realize that he needed god probably so think about that for a second do you think you're ever going to need a second chance yeah so so let's just so let's just think about it for a second logically Peter walked with Jesus, the greatest teacher of all times, three and a half years. He was on the inside circle, and he still needed a second chance. Do you think we're going to need a second chance? Yeah. Yeah. But how many times have have we, and I'll let you all talk this, have we come to God for a second chance and maybe felt like we didn't deserve it?
1: Almost every time. <laughs> Stole my answer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? But have you ever gone to God for a second chance and just thought about the fact
1: that I'm just gonna get it? No.
0: Maybe not in so many words.
1: I guess kinda of what I was kinda of in the back of your mind, but Yeah. It's not in my heart. Right. See and there, it's,
0: there every there's time the issue.
1: Should be the last time. There it is right there. What is
0: repentance? If we're talking about God of second chances, we have to look at what repent means. Because if you go asking for a second chance, what are you doing? God, forgive me for what I've done. You know, I repent of that forgiveness, right? And, and repentance is, starts here in the heart. And then when you go, it's saying, Jonathan, I, I, I am not going to do that ever again. I'm turning away from that. Boom. But then we keep turning back to it. Why is it we struggle? Is it because we know we have second chances? Or will you try harder if you thought you never had another chance? We, we were talking about the military last night, and, and Rylan was mentioning that, that there's an a, a army base and there's some things going on. And too many people were bailing out of this training they were doing constantly going to medical. So, you know, they were just getting out, right, going to do that. And it's like, you know, I remember being in boot camp that, listen, it didn't matter if you went to medical or not, okay? Like, I remember one of my, my, my shipmates, uh, we, were, we were having to do our time runs, and it was scheduled for today, and, and they were like, my ankles twisted. So they, tied, they wrapped him up and said, go. Because if you don't fail it today, you're done, right? What if we lived our life like, like today is the last chance I get? I don't want another chance, Lord. I know you're going to give them to me, but I need to live my life as if this is my one last chance, and I need to fight through whatever it is that keeps winning, right? But a lot of times we, we have that attitude, uh, well, I know it's going to be okay. God's just going to forgive me, and we don't fight. And, and so when, when temptation comes, if you fought it like it's life or death, this is my last chance, would you fall into it as easily? You see the mentality? So I love the fact that he is the God of second chances, but when we live on that, I think it allows us to do what? Go back and forth, go back and forth. Anything you want to add to that?
4: Not that I know of.
1: Uh, I just think that, you know, it makes me wonder sometimes, like the next time we lied, we drop dead. 'cause that's what God used to do in the old testament, you know, you you were wicked, you gone. And you think, like would we would it be so easy? And like we do now, just like you were saying, I mean we can, we already know that God's gonna forgive us, but we know that we don't know that people are going to forgive us. If we do wrong against people that's true. we never know, so should we treat it, you know, like we do other people, you know, we, very cautious to offend somebody because we don't know if we can forgive them or not. But If we offend God, we know he's going to forgive us.
0: That's, that's a really good way of, of thinking of that. And, and it reminds me of a story that I, I heard one time uh, of a young man that had an anger issue. And every time he got angry and he, he burst out, his dad had him drive a nail into the wood fence in the backyard. And then one day he was able to get over his anger and it was full of nails. And then every time he should have got angry, and he did not, he had him pull a nail out. And then when he got to the last nail, they were sitting on the porch, and they were looking out. He says, Dad, there's a lot of holes in that fence. He said, "Yes, yeah, son, that's what you did. That's what you did. You've learned to, to deal with it and, and to control it, but that is holes that you can't fill. And, and what if we thought of it that way of, of you know what, I, I don't want to offend my brother or sister, or maybe someone who's not a brother and sister, Right. And, and, and if I lived my life like it's not about always just offending God because I know he's going to forgive me. And, you know, what I'm saying it's always about not offending God. Don't get me wrong. But if I thought about the person a little bit more, you know, and, and if I thought about what it was going to do to my body or to the relationship, you know, husbands and wives is a great example of this. Just because you can don't mean you should. That's right. right? You know, we, we, were, we were joking around. You know, Jonathan just went and got him a, a big toolbox. Now he needs a toolbox because of the work that he does. I, I need a toolbox because I have too much junk laying around. Amen. Okay. And, and so if I went and bought a big toolbox like that, my wife would be fivefold upside my head. You know, uh, but he needs one so he can get one. You know, you know what I'm saying? See, so, so there's a difference in all of this. You know, and just because I can doesn't mean I should. Right, I I, my my requirement is to love others. Is Christ has loved me, you know, and and fight the temptations because I know He's the God of second chances. But can I be honest with you? If you tried to live your life as if God, I don't ever want one. You'd be better off. You would. It's it's like track. You know, I I haven't even been able to get over to track, and I love coaching track. You know, listen, it, we, we used to talk to the seniors. This is your last year. You don't get a do over. You know, and when it would come to the last meet, I remember telling my oldest son, we were picking at him, this is your last opportunity to do your best. You will never have another high school track meet. And then we were eating afterward. We were sitting at McDonald's, and him and some of the other guys were talking, and I'm like, ah, no, 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 no. You're living in the past. Because that's what he always told me. Hey, Daddy, you always living in the past when you were good in track and didn't weigh as much and out of shape. And you see, we need to stop living in the past and live here today. Because what you did yesterday, you can never, ever change. Can't go back to the beginning. God has already brought you through that. And what you did is there. And people may never forget what you've done. They may never forgive you for what you've done. But your heavenly Father will. And the question is, is do you want to live your life just constantly making everybody angry and making people not like you or or being a hypocrite? Kind of just be honest. There's a lot of people that walk into church every week. and, and, And as I've said this before, you know, we go through our life sowing seeds all week long. And we come to church and we pray for a crop failure. Because what we've been sowing is not what God wants us. It's not in his word. So the God of second chances, yes, is real. But do you want to live that way? Is that who you really want to be? Rather, how many chances have you already needed, you think? Probably more than uh, grains of sand on a beach. <laughs> I wouldn't say that many. A, a lot. I don't know the count. <laughs> That's hilarious. You might have. I don't know. He hides in his room all day, so I don't know. If yeah. I ain't got nothing to do, I ain't going to do nothing. He's the kid to just sleep, so it doesn't matter. That's so what about you, Jonathan?
1: Yeah, five or six. Maybe. Five or six? Yeah, thousand.
0: Yeah. thousand. <laughs> Overachiever. <laughs> Million. Yeah. Can you change what happened before you knew Christ? No. No. They teach us to make amends, right? And, and to ask for forgiveness and all those things. But can you truly ever change it? No. You can't. You can't. So we've got to start today. And, and that's your question today. Do you need a second chance today? You know what I love about calling him the God of second chances? It don't many, how many it doesn't matter how many times I've already asked. It's always the second chance. Mm-hmm. You know why?
1: Forgets the first.
0: Because the Bible teaches us and this, this is where we've got to learn this. The Bible teaches us that we ask God for forgiveness. the, the God that's everywhere, the God that's Everywhere, all the time, just omniscient, omnipotent, all the things, can forget something. Think about that. When you come to God and say, God, forgive me for what I've done, no matter what you've done, murder, whatever it is, stealing the bubble gum when you were two from the store, stealing a dollar, you know, whatever it is, He washes it under the blood of what was shed on on the cross at Calvary. And it is no longer in his memory. The Bible even says that he takes your sin and throws it as far as the east is from the west. And here's your geography lesson. How far is the east from the west? None of us ever think about it. How far is the north from the south? You go to the North Pole and you make one step past the North Pole, you're heading south. When you get to the South Pole, you're going north. But when you go east, you will never, ever, ever go west. So God literally takes your sin and throws it that far away from himself. It is like it never happened. So when you come to God, it is the first time, every time. What is stopping you from saying, Jesus, forgive me. I need a second chance. sometimes i I wonder how the conversation really goes i I think of court cases you know growing up in a house that where we had police officers and you know studying some law and things in college i I wonder about court cases you know here it is you've got satan up there who's the accuser of the brethren he's he's the guy up there accusing you and jesus you're you know your your attorney and and he's putting all this evidence you know against you you know all these things that you've done and here's your Honor, I object. What? There's no evidence of that. Well, I've got proof right here. Well, it ain't in the book. Not admissible. Well, he did this. Ain't no record of it. Not admissible. <laughs> Just, I wonder sometimes thinking of it the legally the, the banter that would go back and forth for you and me. What is stopping you today from saying, Jesus, forgive me? But what's truly stopping you from saying, I need to go one step beyond that because I don't want to go back for that one again. Because think of it this way. Every time you go back to that sin, what you're saying is, is the blood wasn't enough. Now I'm going to put it down to you. The blood of Jesus that that can wash away all your sins and set man free. The blood of Jesus that that was shed and and was scattered out and sprinkled upon the, the, uh, the mercy seat one last time is more than enough for all eternity but when you say i can't get free from this what are you really saying god you're not big enough to really set me free it is a choice yes there are there are chemical things in our body that that get in the way of things but when we allow god to truly set us free the name of jesus the name above all names the name every knee will bow one day will set us free from everything in our life. And then we have to choose to say, I'm not going back to that. As the word says, a dog returning to the vomit. The blood is enough. The blood is enough. The question is, is are you ready to go that far or do you just want to go far enough that says, I'm going to make it into heaven and the rest doesn't matter? I don't know about you, but I want it all. I want it all. <laughs> all and then some. Oh, you got anything else want to add to it? No, wow,
4: well, yeah, okay. uh, as you were saying, like some people like your second chance. I knew somebody who he was he would he smoked joints, that's what he did. He was addicted to marijuana. He would refuse it, but he would go to church camp and have an experience, and then he'd go back, and then he'd go back to church camp, have an experience, and then he'd go back. well, one of the the nights of the camp they told us to get in like our groups, and then we talked about it. And he was saying, like the last other week I was with my buddies and we were smoking joint. I smoked a lot of them, but I could not get high. Because God didn't let him. Because he knew he wanted to change, but he didn't, but he wanted to fit in. Yeah. That's where most people go wrong, especially people that are my age or in high school or in college. They always want to fit in. You don't want to be that person that people look at and don't necessarily want to be friends with. I've always been like that. Even if I tried to fit in, I never did. And I got to the point where I realized I don't need to. I don't need to fit in because I fit in with y'all. That's right. The church people. I fit in with the church people. I always have. Even if I didn't want to, I always have. It was awkward. You go to church camp, you fit in with the weird people. Oh, wait, all of them are weird because you're at church camp. You, you just fit in. So don't worry about your perception out there because as long as you're, you're holy in the eyes of God, that's all that matters because those people out there don't determine your eternity. You do.
0: Amen. That's good. He has been listening. Hallelujah. Jesus. Sometimes. (laughs) This is my son, by the way, if you haven't figured that out already. Hello. My youngest son. So very proud of him. I really am. God has been using him mildly. So listen, what's stopping you here today? This is the point where you're going to have to make a decision. This is the point where you're going to have to make a decision. And here's the question. Are you willing to just tiptoe? Or are you going to make a step? Okay? Are you going to make a step? Are you going to say, I'll oh, just, yeah, I'll pray a little prayer. Are you willing to actually get up and show people? Y'all want to y'all wanna come back and uh, I'll do this part? They're going to play some soft music back there. Yeah. You got any more to say? I'm sure you do, but.
1: So. It's not enough time in the day not enough time in it. whatever listen
0: they're going to play something soft and here's what I want you to do maybe you would sit there and say I got to stay in the middle hallelujah I'm trying to they're they're training me to stay in the middle for the camera because as more people come in we have people sitting in the balcony we need to make sure they can see but too many times we we just want to raise our hand at an altar and say yeah pray for me I'm good I'm not asking that of you today I'm asking you this. Maybe you're here in this place. Maybe you're online. And you say, Jesus is not my Lord and Savior. Number one. Or maybe you want to say this. I'm going to shotgun it for you so you have some options. You say, you know what? I really have not been living my life the way I know God wants me to live. Maybe you fall in one of those. Maybe you fall into... God, I I need you to forgive me for things in my past and give me the strength to never go back to them again. What I'm asking of you today is to get up out of your seat and come up here to the altar. See, there's a difference between just saying, pray for me, preacher man. That's like, honestly, one of the things, if if you look in my phone, I have notes in there. I keep lots and lots of notes. People will find you on the streets or whatever, you know. Hey, Dave, I'm praying for you, man never think about you again all week long. You know, and that annoys me when people does that. So what I do is I put a note in there. When you ask me to pray for you, I put a note in my phone and I, I literally try to go back to my list. And Some weeks I do better than others just being honest. But I try to think about it. Trying to make a conscious effort. So today I want you to get up. If you fit in any of these. Now if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior or maybe you've run away from Him, I want to. I want to know because I want to help so you don't go back. Right? Like my pastor took me and, and began to mentor me and began to encourage me in different things. I want to help you with that today. So if you're, you fall in any knees, I just want you to get up come to the altar this morning. You Wear your mask, do whatever you want. I'll sanitize my hands. But it's up to you now to walk out of here and, and continue to do what you do or to continue to not serve God. It's your choice now. It's not mine. I brought it to you. Amen. So just go ahead and get up and make your way up here quickly, guys.
3: Your presence, Jesus.
0: Can I tell you the altar is not a place to be afraid of? Can I tell you that your pastor goes down on his knees at altars? I do. Now I'm up here preaching and I don't always have an opportunity to to come to the altar when I'm here. But when we have a guest speaker... I'm generally at an altar you know why because i want to receive whatever god is doing and i am never embarrassed you're a preacher i am never embarrassed to go to an altar in front of people i know or don't know you know why because you know what sometimes your pastor needs prayer too things are not always easy so you know what altars are not embarrassing places people may know who cares they talk about you anyways Find you a place today. Come on, I'm not rushing past where we are. We're gonna do communion here in a few minutes, but don't, don't, don't rush past what God is trying to do in your life. He's trying to give you a second chance today. Let Him do it.
3: There's Nothing worth more
0: that will ever come
3: close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen the of the sweetest of My heart becomes on, oh, and my chains are running. This morning, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Tell him he's welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the
0: your spirit. Pour out your spirit upon them, oh God, as you see them at the altars. Maybe they're here today just looking for a fresh touch, God. Maybe they're looking for their second chance. Maybe their 12th chance. It doesn't matter. I know you're the God that will meet with us when we come to you, oh God. Refresh them today, O God. Give them the strength to overcome. Give them the strength through the spirit of the living God.
5: didn't approve of today that I don't realize I did it I don't want to go to sleep knowing I might have been mad at something really stupid that might have might have done something to my walk and, and made him see something that he shouldn't see in me that's not his will so every night I pray God please forgive me if there's anything I've done being mad at someone well that jerk he cut me off he's just stupid I don't know if he's stupid or not I'm putting a judgment on someone I don't even know, and I have not walked in their shoes, and he might be having like the worst day and lost his wife and all of his kids in that one day. You have no idea what people have gone through, and we're human. Our flesh gets in our way a lot of the times. So there's a lot of times I stand up here, and I, I don't go to the altar a lot because I'm already I'm already pleading for repentance of anything that I could have done that would have slipped someone else up in their walk see me get mad at someone in a grocery store because they're not being nice to me and I, I show my, um, my other side. We make mistakes all the time, but is it going to affect our walk and is it going to affect someone else's walk?
0: Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you, God, that you're the God that healeth thee. And I know there are people here today that that are trusting you for their healings, God. We've been praying for and we've been believing, waiting for the manifestation, Lord, and we will continue to pray and believe. Lord, I thank you for protecting us. Lord, I thank you that you woke us up this morning. (laughs) And let us have good rest last night. Lord, I, I thank you that that those that are lost and don't know Jesus are being found. And that in this house, you were raising up laborers. As you said, the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And you're raising up laborers in this house to go out and do the work of the ministry. Thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness, oh God. Thank you for your forgetfulness sometimes. <laughs> you have no clue what I did in the past. Don't understand it, but I thank you for it anyways. As listen, God wants to use you to reach a lost and dying world. He told him to go ye therefore. Go you therefore. Hey, you go. That's way you want not put it. Share the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ with all of those around you. preach constantly. And as one guy said, sometimes use words, constantly sharing the love of Christ with everybody and our actions and the way we live. And that's, that's what this was about today. So you would understand that God is the God of second chances, but we, we view it many different ways, don't we? And hopefully you've been blessed by this this morning. Amen. Amen. Listen, let's go ahead and sit down for a minute. We're going to do communion. Uh, Y'all want to keep doing that and do communion with us? Okay. Uh, yeah, you want to go get them? Yeah. Okay. You could turn the lights up. They're going to bring the children back in. Uh, listen, you don't have to be a member of the church to do communion. Uh, according to what I see in the word of God is, is you're part of the family of God. Right? A believer. And uh, it, was, it was the believers sitting at the table with Jesus that night that had communion. Because he also said, as often as you come together, do this in remembrance of me. And so, you know what, today we're going to wait, we're going to bring our children back in. And, and if you feel your child is old enough to understand what we're doing, let him or her take communion with us. Because I think our children need to learn, amen, they need to learn that, that how we as the family of God, not just the church, but as the family of God, how we do things. And, and the power of coming together in unity, because there is power in unity, amen, there is power in unity, so they're going to bring the children, and, and when they get back, we're going to have our, our deacons are kind of uh, going to come. But um, we're going to wait for those for just a minute. Amen. Hey, listen, can I take just a moment while we're waiting on them? I just want to thank the people that are tuning in overseas and, and watching us. Uh, we're, we're blessed by you tuning in. I know there's people around the nation that are watching. I am blessed every week that I look at the stats and I see the places around the world that are tuning in. And, and just watching what God is doing here in little town of Mansura, Louisiana, and it, it blesses me as as a, as a preacher and as a pastor. And so, if there's anything we can do to help you guys, go to our website newlifeag.church. church, or, or go to our Facebook page New Life Marksville, all one word, and uh, just connect with us. Send us a message. Do something. And I promise I I will do my best to get in touch with you. Amen. Hey, listen, they don't bother me being loud because they're kids, and I know they're going to be loud once in a while. I was one once. It was a while back. But, yeah. Was, I just love seeing all the kiddos, personally. Doesn't bother me a bit. I saw I saw your little one was running up here. I, I love it. I used to preach from right here, but with us now having to start using the balcony, I have to stay up here for the camera. Uh, and, and so I sometimes they'd run by and I'd pick them up. They don't bother me. So <laughs> They don't bother me at all. But also, again, I just want to mention to you, you know, if, if you are uncomfortable in any way because of the crowd, I know some people get, we have the balcony up there and there's plenty of room and the, you can see the TV when you are sit in the chair. That's how we installed it when we built this, when we did all these changes. Um, and it sounds good up there as well. So I just don't want people to say, oh, that church is crowded. I can't go back because of COVID. Listen, I have my hand sanitizer right here and my mask is right here. And when I pray for people, I sanitize my hands and put my mask on before every person just so that people are comfortable and we don't spread anything and we disinfect the building uh, between every service we have a hospital grade disinfectant that we use Uh, i actually have my own company now that does that i do that on the side to help help people out and so we fog everything bathrooms flags chairs we do every bit of it to try to help keep everybody safe amen so hallelujah y'all ready guys so listen, we're going to pass everything out, and then uh, we'll take everything together. Amen? So come up in service. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys, for being willing to serve. Amen. Love these guys. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, listen, we're going to go ahead and sign off on our, uh, on our uh, live stream, guys. We're going to. Just go ahead and sign off and say, listen, tune back on Wednesday. We love you, and we appreciate you tuning in. Connect with us and let us know how, what God is doing in your life. Amen? God bless you. I'm going to turn that off.